Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Boyd Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the man who's sitting outside of Tim Cook's house right now, waiting for the <laughs> iPhone 12 Pro Max Ultra Super Limited Edition to come out. One, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this? As always, air quotes, Saturday morning, sir. I'm going to own phones that have a LiDAR scanner, but I don't yes. even know what a LiDAR scanner is. Dolby Vision. <laughs> I just like keep going back to the question is boy is what at, at some point the technology mm-hmm. will max out right yes and, and and I think we're almost at that point like Pretty I much. mean yeah because I, I I mean like you ain't gonna get 6g I I, I mean <laughs> like like wireless charging is is cute but like I like I had no idea that no because because I was reading like articles about this it's like actual photographers have have foregone using cameras and use their phone as their primary camera, which I didn't know. I didn't know that these cameras, I, I mean, is it cute that like, I'll take a picture of like a cheesesteak, but like, I, I mean, <laughs> but people really do use these as their primary, like, like photo taker. And, and by these again, Chris, <laughs> I mean, the, the Apple iPhones. Um, and again, we are not going to spend the entire hour talking about this trash football team in the city. We're going to talk <laughs> technology at the end of this show. We're going to talk about the new iPhones, the iPhones that are soon to be coming out. Because it's, because it's technology season. Like, yes, te- I, I, yeah. I mean, you have, you have your Xboxes coming out, mm-hmm. your PS5s coming out. Mm-hmm. Because like since that COVID rate going up, you might as well just hunker down. Stay and now. like, I don't know, like just get your technology on, get your new iPads because it ain't getting much better. And mm-hmm. you're going to need a reprieve from watching um, Jamoke Brown, Ham Brown, <laughs> or, 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 or whoever the hell is going to be starting this week for the Eagles. Because, man, <laughs> like – I don't know, like, because obviously we we live like Herman Edwards. You play to win the game. Correct. But, like, but at some point, don't you need to actually look towards the – like, do you feel like this trash division – and it could be the trashiest division in the history of divisions. Mm-hmm. Could it impede what you want to see from this team long term? Because what? at some yeah. point you need to, right? Well, well, let's have, let's have that discussion in a minute. We'll talk about yeah. that. Of course, we'll talk about what happened on Sunday because, again, we have to. Well, let's talk about, again, what's going to happen on Thursday, and let's talk about what this means long-term because, again, you're talking about, you know, what, you know, the goals of this team long-term. And speaking of long-term, again, the Eagles, the, the NFL trade <laughs> deadline is actually on election day, November 3rd. And do the Eagles want to – Not, wanna, not you know, that we needed anything else to uh, consternate about. 
Exactly. So the Eagles, you know, want to kind of push their chips to the table and win a trash division um, at the expense of mortgaging the future. Who's to say? But again, we'll, we'll talk about that because we have to get into that. Of course, we have some basketball stuff to talk about as well, because we did not get a chance to congratulate the Los Angeles Lakers for winning an NBA title. We will do that on this edition of the show. But again, at the end of the show, we will save time. We, I promise you we will save time because we do not want to talk about a terrible 1-4-1 one, one football team. We will talk about technology in our tech tech corner, or whatever we're going to call it. Because, <laughs> um, again, I cannot, and I know you cannot talk about a terrible football team for 10 more weeks. Unrestricted. BS we're Tech. We're not doing that. what we're going to call this. We're not doing that. So we got a lot <laughs> to get to on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future of Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, sir? Uh, no. Please, ladies and gentlemen, please, do us a solid. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, uh, YouTube Music, Spotify. Just do a search for the Ball Street Line. Download us to your new iPhone, your MP3 player, your Android phone, your iPad. Take us with you on the go or listen to us at home 24-7, 365. If you're in Philly, you can catch us every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Or wherever you are, you can listen to us live on the TuneIn app or TuneIn.com. Just do a search for Philly Cam and tune in again every Saturday at 10 a.m. for the latest episode of the Broad Street Line. And while you're doing that, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. I don't know what's going on this Saturday. The, the Champions League is going on right now, you know, but that's not Saturday. So Come on, I, man. You know. What is Sunday? Because I think I'm going to I'm gonna dive back into something I have not paid attention to in like 60 days. On Sunday? The Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Is there, an, is there a pay-per-view? <laughs> Hell in the cell. That's Sunday? Yes. And already? Oh, okay. Great. Uh, you know <laughs> what? I, like, you would think that, like, you have a lot of spare, a lot more spare time than you would, like, I don't know, pre-pandemic. I've watched infinitely less wrestling and i don't know if it's just a product of just like i don't know better things to do and or worry about or is it just not entertaining i think it's a good combination of both i don't know which way it leads like i i mean i I, like i think we've said it like there's a lot of things that affect like with the lack of crowds that affect the product i would i would say wrestling is at the top of that list i i I mean it it really is like you could put the silver dome the thunder dome the thunder (laughs) palace it it really does affect the product. I will say this, though. It is infinitely better with the Thunderdome. We're talking WWE, who, again, has not have is it had... better? It is better. It's better. Okay. It's, wa- it's, wa- it's watchable now. Uh, okay. before, before baseball, it's watchable. <laughs> um, yeah, WWE, who, um, again, has eschewed the live crowds uh, responsibly and has posted up um, in their homemade Thunderdome for the better part, I guess, of three or four months now. Um, and it's a lot better than it was because, again, we watched a WrestleMania with no crowds, and that was horrible i mean the wrestling was fine it was just no energy um yeah it's better but like you're saying like it's not enough to kind of like it's not enough to move the needle i mean it's yeah. not you're not most you're not missing really, Roy, ha- have you like noticed a difference in football without a crowd i, I mean because no. once you get into like the actual game you're not really paying attention i mean it doesn't help that the eagles have sucked so yeah. I, I i mean like it's not like you would just be drowning out booze <laughs> exactly and you mentioned the crowd this past sunday was the first game at the link with a crowd 5500 not so lucky fans got a chance to watch that awful football team almost pull a game out against the ravens on sunday um they dug themselves a huge hole they fell ultimately 30 to 28 
to the Ravens. Um, it was one of the ugliest starts to a football game I can remember, and I've been watching the Eagles for more than 30 years. Um, in their first six drives, they had a total of negative seven yards. They had five three-and-outs on their first six drives, and the other drive ended in a Carson Wentz fumble. And then, of course, mixed in with all that, you had the John Hightower dropping the wide-open deep ball um, for the second week in a row. He not not able to track a deep ball. And the Eagles just basically not being able to do anything positive on offense uh, for basic, for pretty much the entire half. This was awful, and this was trending to be one of the worst Eagles games of all time. But let me say this. Kudos to Carson Wentz, a guy who got a lot of flack earlier this year from, from, from a lot of fans in the city. Kudos to Carson Wentz for, for not, you know, tucking his tail in and, and giving up. Carson Wentz showed you on Sunday that he's, he's got that dog in him. He's got a little no, bit of fight no, in him. No, 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 no. And I'm not playing radio because, no. Are, are we congratulating Carson Wentz for having that dog? Well, okay. I mean, or, 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 or for being good. Because I, I think, like, what's getting lost is the expectations for a supposed franchise quarterback. Oh, we're congratulating guys for having determination now? Like uh, no, That's a good I point. understand. I understand he has determination under the most unfortunate circumstances. I, I, I and and a lesser man of God would just fold. Like I, I, and, and you know, kudos to Carson Wentz for that. However, are we just gonna just absolve him from just a, a like a complete regression from last year? Like I like, uh-huh. and, and I understand that no, and. and but for me, Roy, it, it, it comes back to have your expectations of Carson Wentz changed? Like, versus what you thought he was versus what you think he will be? That's a good question. Um, yes. I, yeah, like, I, do you I guess... still think he is a – like, do you still think his ceiling? Because uh, at some point, Roy, he's going to hit that ceiling. Mm-hmm. Is, is his ceiling still upper echelon – borderline elite quarterback uh i think that's a ceiling now whether or not he'll get there i don't i don't know let me say this before the season i thought carson Wentz was at the back end but in the top 10 of nfl quarterbacks he's not that right now and i know is that is that is that due to the circumstances or is that due to him maxing out no, I think that's again the circumstances and his his regression. But I don't think I don't think he's maxed out. I mean, again, I think this is I think he's been worse this year, and the situation around him has been terrible, which has led to him being a I'll say a much worse quarterback than I expected. Yeah. Now, no, can, and, can and, he be better next sorry. year? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, and and sorry, and and I mean like, and it and the team has not helped him, and no. like I don't know, and and. It should be a reciprocal relationship. A franchise quarterback should help a team, but on the same breath, the team should help the franchise quarterback. That is mm-hmm. not happening. So for me, it's hard to give this definitive look on Carson Wentz. Right. Like I, I but I just can't back, get back. Roy is I. I need my franchise quarterback to play better. And mm-hmm. and and I'm sorry. Like he should not have these same lingering issues. Ball control. He's still inaccurate, and and blame Zach Ertz all you want for his just I don't know falling off a cliff, but shouldn't Carson Wentz be like be criticized for that too? And I and but I understand there is a lot of things wrong with this team, and Carson Wentz is the least of the problems. But I get back to Roy. I will never change my philosophy on a franchise quarterback. Like we didn't we didn't we we didn't see these things from Russell Wilson, and I and I don't expect 
Carson Wentz would be Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. But I should expect him to, I don't know, carry the team when it is tough. And he has not been able to do that. Did, did he do it for a half against the Ravens who were in, like, pre-vet mode? Yeah. Let me, again, again, it sounds like we're kind of playing radio here. Let me shoot Carson Wentz a little bit of bail here because at the end of the game last week, right, you had Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey as your only two starters from, you know, from training camp. You had your third-string tight end. You had Richard Rodgers. You had your second-string tight end uh, running back in uh, Boston Scott, who's, who's not very good. You had your third-string left tackle, your second-string left guard, your third-string right guard, and your third-string right tackle. And you're throwing to your fourth, fifth, and ninth wide receivers. <laughs> I'm not sure how much we're supposed to expect at that point. I really, I'm yeah, really no, not. yeah, no, and, and 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 I will concede that these are extreme. These aren't even tough circumstances. These are like like impoverished conditions mm -hmm. that that Carson and and I don't know even the greatest quarterback of all time would be able to thrive under these situations. I will I will give you that. That, that's that's all I'm saying. Again, like, but does Carson need to be better? Yes. Does Carson need to throw more accurate passes? Yes. He was what twenty one of forty. I mean, that's not good. I mean, you know, it's like I know you know you got hit sixteen times. I know you got sacked six times, six and a half times if, if you want to count Ham Brown with the half sack when he tried to when he sacked you on that on that sprint out. Like these are bad circumstances. I get it, but like like you said, at the same time, on some level, your quarterback you, you can't like no matter what's going on around you. You can't go three and out five five out of six times. You can't. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't care. Like, you got to figure out a way to get a first down, you know, at some point in the first half. So your franchise quarterback on some level needs to pick you up, and Carson Wentz hasn't been consistent in doing that this year. He hasn't. And, and you know who needs a lot of this blame, too? Doug Peterson. 100%. Because he has he, – his, his creativity and the kind of the awareness of what you have – the, the cards you're dealt with, he's still trying to do the same stuff. Like, I, I mean, like, this is not a team you should be trying to go deep with because if you can't block, if, if you're if you're on your fourth string offensive tackle, mm -hmm. should you be trying to go for splash plays instead of just basically possessing the ball for 30 minutes? Like, I, I mean, there's no – I haven't seen the same adaptability. And – my main issue with this team is they are, and, and it's been going on for two years. And there's a lot of things that have been going on for two years. Is is they they are they only wait till they're at the cliff until they kind of react. Right. Like they're not like they're waiting until they have their last breath. They're like, oh, let's rally, and it just goes back. It's just the same guys. I'm tired of hearing this from Brandon Graham. I'm tired of hearing this from Ryan McLeod. Oh, we're a good team. Like we're like a couple plays away, like you, like it's the same lift <laughs> service we've been getting. Yeah, at some point you have to actually make these plays. Like you, like you can be a couple plays away all you want, but until you start making those plays, then you know a couple plays away isn't worth anything. You can't. Nobody yeah. gets in. Nobody is a couple plays away from making the playoffs. You either make it or you don't. Like you got. Like at some point you got to turn the corner on that. But let's go back to Doug Peterson for a second because. He said something on Monday that probably should be front page news to me for like the next three months. Cause he said he ran out of plays. The man said on Monday that he ran out of red zone plays on that final two point conversion attempt when they were down 30 to 28 at the end of the game, Doug Peterson, your coach ran out of plays because he got too cute all game with Jalen hurts and he had nothing left in the tank. First of all, I've never heard of a coach running out of plays. Like I didn't know that was possible um, because 
A, well, you can have as many plays as you want. And B, you can run play. You can run plays multiple times, right? Like, is there is there, is there a law against this? Can you like run plays like more than once in the NFL? Like, you can run plays again, right? I'm not really sure if he just meant like for the personnel that he had, but he like, said for the end for the red zone. He said he had no more red zone plays. But shouldn't your plays work regardless of personnel? Let me. Uh, they should work regardless of personnel, but there are probably some plays that work better with certain th- certain personnel. I'll say that. That said. I, you should have uh, yeah, no, like, I just feel that, I, I mean, this is just speculation, is I think Peterson's just at his wit's end, just with the circumstances. Like, it, it seems like he's just, with the injuries and, and everything, like, I and, and like, I don't know what he has to do with it. It just seems like he's reached the level of frustration with just like, yo, bro, can I just get, like, a semi-full roster for, like, three weeks? Like, I, I mean, because it's hard to game plan and coach when you have Jack Driscoll and 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 Ham Brown and Deontay Burnett and some dude named Kroom. Like I I, <laughs> I mean it's it's just like and I, I don't envy his position, but I'm also not gonna get the I'm not gonna let the dude off the hook for, right. for like I don't know trying to like win the game. And I just feel Roy this team is just like I don't know like and, and it's I keep saying it's been two years. It's been two years since when it when when the offense scores a touchdown and you want your defense to make a play do they make the play or do they do they get the ball back when you need the ball back no or when a defense makes a a a really hard three and out does the offense compliment them no they don't and it's just and and it, it goes on for halves like like the like the deep like the all like you just don't see one unit carrying the other for like an extended period of time. Like, I mean, where was this defense at when they were up 17 and nothing? Like they were, or, or when they, or it's just both units do not like compliment hand in hand. And I don't know who to blame for this. I don't know. And it's not a coincidence. It's going on for two years. It's no, it's no, you can blame everybody. It's the whole team. I mean, it's not a, it's not just a one person thing. It's a Doug Peterson thing. It's a, Howie Roseman thing. It's a it's know, a player these, thing too. Yeah, I, dude, I mean, yeah. Because I keep going back to you can only like like I I, I see. I remember in the offseason how we said we got to turn the page from this Super Bowl team. But you know who I still see on this team? Rodney McLeod, um, Fletcher Cox, and all these guys. But like you can't keep going to the well with these same guys. And I see like Vinnie Curry's coming off IR. I'm like. Why is Vinny Curry coming off IR? But you need you need bodies. I mean, I mean, again, guys are dropping like flies. I mean, I'll take any I'll take any available body at this point. Um, but you're right. Like at, at some point, you need to kind of figure out, you know, what's you know who who are the guys you're going to ride within the future. Like, who's your core? Who's your core? Like, when do you start thinking about the future? At the end of this season? Uh, I mean, I guess you have to look. I mean, do you that, owe it to these players to just like since you're in like the worst division of all time? Do you owe it to these to the players on the field to say, we know we kind of stink? Like in, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the whole spectrum of football, we kind of stink. But as, a, as an organization, we have to – do you need to overexert to make win this division or do you just normally exert? I think you just normally exert. I think you. I think you, I think you owe it. Yeah, but you owe it to exert. Like you owe it to these guys okay. to exert. But you, no, but should you be sellers? 
No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. You should, you should exert. Like you could, you could consider <laughs> buying. You can drive through. You could drive through the development or whatever like that. But like, if somebody's asking you for like twenty percent down, you're like, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't doing that. Okay. But, uh, yeah. No, no, and I think it's a fair question to ask. Like, I, I mean, like, like obviously you shouldn't mortgage the future for this, no. for this current iteration of the Eagles. But you also shouldn't be selling off assets or, or anything. And yeah. and like I keep going back, but it's like. But I'm sorry, people are like, oh, if you get healthy in the playoffs, no, no, just, no, no, no. just, just, just sign the paper to get into the Kermit tournament. Like, I don't know, like, get everyone gets their respective playoff bonuses, and you get your doors blown off by the Buccaneers <laughs> or the Bears, and then move on. Like, like that's a reasonable expectation to have as a fan, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. But, but again, I think, I think they owe it to themselves. All the, they, all these guys, um, this team owes it to itself to kind of, to kind of you know, make that push for the tournament. Uh, one player who will not be joining them for the tournament is Jamon Brown, who was unceremoniously waived uh, earlier the, today as we're recording this. Uh, Jamon Brown uh, gave up multiple sacks on Sunday. He had a false start, at least one. I might have <coughs> missed I might have, He might have had two. Um, he ran into Carson Wentz one time and basically sacked him himself. And he was caught on camera fixing his gloves during a play while Carson Wentz was running for his life. Um, and then, and then had the audacity after the game. Like <laughs> I generally am, don't care about fraternization between players of, of other teams. I really don't. However, when you play to the level of Ham Brown does, yeah, you better get your behind into the locker room right. and just like and just sulk. Like even yeah. if you don't, even if you like aren't sulking inside, give the impression that you're sulking because you played a terrible game. Like there, are, like read the room, man. Like the last thing I want anyone needs to see you do is throw up the peace sign with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and I don't even care if you're best friends with Lamar Jackson. Just don't do that. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him a pass if he grew up with Lamar or if he's best friends with Lamar. I don't think that's the case. And if that's not the case, then uh, Ham, you gotta, you gotta go. You got, you can't do that. Like I'm sure I don't remember, but I'm sure Winston Justice didn't do that when he gave up six sacks against the Giants on that. On that yeah, no, happened. no, no. Fraternization is totally fine. I don't like. I, I, that's I don't your man. Yeah, yeah. But in that situation, when when you were like adjusting your glove while the play was going <laughs> on, I mean, come on, dude. And then and the then I'm, and then I'm seeing stories about like the Eagles like signing this guy Quentin Spain who got cut by the Bills. I'm like. Why do we want someone else's track? Like, like I understand it. It's tough times, but like, do we think Quentin Spain is going to be that much of an upgrade? Listen, listen, listen. Well, did you think Travis Fulgham was going to be that much of an upgrade when you signed him? You got to just find bodies, healthy bodies who can play, man. Like, there's so many dudes out. There's so many guys on the on the COVID list. Like Matt Pryor's hurt. Jack Driscoll's hurt. Like, you're, like, there's a lot of guys that you just need healthy bodies, man. Like, these guys are dropping like flies. If Quentin Spain can play, come on, come on, come through. If you Speaking stay, of healthy, now, yeah. now, 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 the, now, does one like stay unhealthy for almost three hundred and sixty-five days? And and like, how does one, while recuperating from and not playing and not mm -hmm. practicing, suffer a calf injury? So Alshon Jeffrey recovering from the foot is now um, injured. He has an injured calf. I assume this is the whole overcompensation kind of thing. Like you don't want to put extra stress on your foot and you hurt your calf or whatever. So, um, so what did Doug say? Week to week? Did he say week to a short week? It's a short week. Yeah. Uh, for yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's um, been a short 50 weeks. Yeah. But I see a short week, even though he's been hurt for again, like Chris said, like 50 weeks. Um, I, I and then you it. got, and then you got good old Deshaun who <laughs> he is back. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Deshaun Jackson 
taking the field in the Eagles uniform once again. Um, we're recording this before Thursday's show, so by the time you hear this, Deshaun Jackson will have already been on the field playing for the Eagles for probably a good 47 to 50 plays, somewhere around there. I'm not sure how many plays he's going to get on Thursday. But, yeah, Deshaun Jackson is scheduled to play in the Thursday's game. Let, let's do this. I, 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 this will be fun. How many plays, and again, this will air after the game, so this will be a good test. How many plays will Deshaun Jackson have played in the Giants game on Thursday? 15. 15 plays. All right. All right. I will, I will, we will check this on next week's show. Oh, no, I, and no, and, 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 and my retort to you is, will Deshaun Jackson leave this game injured? Or, or no, will Deshaun Jackson leave this game healthy? That's a loaded Relatively question. Speaking. That's a, Well, yeah, that's a loaded question. Uh, rel- I can't keep falling for this banana in the tail by <laughs> No. Oh, let me say this. He'll, he'll play this game and he'll play the next game. How about that? How about that? Whatever he comes out of this game with, it'll be minor and he'll play. Because, again, they'll have 10 days between now and the next game. He'll play in the, he'll play in the Dallas game. I'll say that. This really okay. is just a an, an unmitigated disaster that like like hanging your hopes and dreams on these like no and and I don't like uh, but with this Alshon thing I I keep going back you should have just cut him because now like it, it it's a it's a continued source of of frustration from the team the mm-hmm. coaches and then and, and then you just got to keep answering these dumb questions every week like right. it, it, like wouldn't it just be better for like the the overall en- like energy of the team just to not have him there to answer these questions to answer these questions about him they must see something in the complex or assume something that that the opposite basically the opposite of what we see and what we assume because we assume you know nothing but bad things out of Alshon they must assume that he's going to be ready for the last half of the season and he's committed and he's ready to go and you know, you know what I mean? Like they must, they must have that feeling. Well, oh, no, no, no. Like, and they must see that going out on a limb for this guy is worth it because it like, because yeah. just from the surface of it, it looks like they're getting played right. like big time, like right. by him, by, and I think with Deshaun, I just don't think they have a choice because they need his skill set so desperately that even if, even if the payoff isn't there, even the remote chance that it works is 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 worth worth, is worth the frustration. With yeah. Alshon, I have no idea because I don't even know what skill set he 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 brings <laughs> at this point. Alshon Jeffrey reminds me of an older Travis Fulgham, um, to be honest. You know, big physical receiver. You know, who can you know get a, you know make plays across the middle, make plays you know you know deep. He's like an older he's like an older Fulgham to me. You know, Fulgham, Fulgham again. We haven't had a chance to talk about Travis Fulgham again because he's broken out the last two weeks. But Travis Fulgham, ladies and gentlemen. Second in the NFL in receiving touchdowns, fourth in receiving yards, and tied for ninth in receptions since week four, since the day he made his way from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. So for the second year in a row, the best Eagles wide receiver has spent a bunch of time in their practice squad at the beginning of the season. You don't think this is – sorry, Roy. You don't think this is – do you think he is – he's a – I say a player. I like. I, no, and, he's a player. He's a player. And my apologies for being like I don't because pessimistic. But is is he a piece? Define piece. Is, is he a piece in the law in the future plans of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, but can, I, all right. What, what do you mean by piece? Okay, you got to give me. A, can you line him? 
for the 2021 depth chart, can mm-hmm. you put at Y receiver Travis Fogel? Starting? Yes. Wow, you're not there yet. I, <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not, you know, come on. I got, I got to see more than two games. I mean, people already said, oh, someone actually said, you don't have to worry about the wide receiver wide receiver position anymore since you have Jalen Rieger and Travis Fulk. No, oh no, you you're gonna need to sign a veteran slot receiver <laughs> to to complete the, the the receiving core. I was like, come on, guys. You gotta come you, on. people, you gotta relax, people. You have to relax. We Travis need Fulk, to see, like I, me personally, I need to see this for 12 more games or 10 more games or, or, or right at whatever. Like, I'm not ready to just pencil in Travis Fulgham. Like, would it be great if, if if he just sustained, not even sustained this, because this sustain, is unsustainable, yeah. but, like, but be a reliable wide receiver to complement Rieger and future slot receiver B, because right. your, your your future slot receiver isn't on this team. I'll do respect to Greg Moore, night right. player, but like, no, I, I'm just not ready to do, to do that yet. Sorry. Yeah, if, if if you if you tell me that by the end of the season, Travis Fulgham has, you know, 40 more catches for 600 yards, and that, that that shows me a little bit of consistency. So it's like you know what? All right, fine. Like I'm I'm I'd be sold at that point. I'm not sold now. I mean, like come on, like, let's 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 come on. Let's yeah, come no, on because because you need someone that is providing the skill set that Fulgham is currently giving you. Like I, right. I have to I have to qualify currently giving you. Like I, right. I just need to see this. Is it okay if I hold off for like a month? Yeah. Like, I, I I just need to like because I I, I mean like you. The, him, him being a piece, I'm not saying it eliminates all the problems that Howie Roseman has given you or the failures, but it, I, I mean, it, it's saying, okay, he, he, because you were expecting why receiver tendencies from someone who, who, who gave you a Fugazi, tu- Fugazily give it, get, get, got you a touchdown. Got you a touchdown. Because like, I don't, because I, I mean, he's, he's getting less snaps. From then, then a rookie who was like on, on IR for five weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the man Chris is talking about is uh, JJ JJ Ortega Whiteside, <laughs> who not only scored a touchdown on Sunday but also scored a two point conversion. Um, the man had the fantasy game of his life on Sunday. Um, but as again Chris mentioned, got less snaps in Quez Watkins, who was basically like a persona non grata for like the last six weeks until he just got off got off of IR. Let me ask you a question: Since you're not con- not convinced yet about Travis Fulgham, are you convinced? That Jordan Mailata is a piece because Jordan Mailata yes. looks like he might. Well, well, okay, because again, he hasn't been in the fire that much longer than Travis Fulgham. But he's also playing a more premium, and and also he's actually coming from like a non-football background. Like I, I mean, like he's proven to me enough to to now. No, oh no, I changed my mind. No, 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 no. Like I need to see 10 more games out of this. Okay. All right. Be consistent. That's all I'm asking. I gotta be, no, no, because I rip, I rip people all the time for not being consistent. I need to stay in my lane and be consistent with, with that. Because once again, you need, you need like, and I ask this Roy is, is hitting on randos like Fulgham and Mylata absolve Howie Roseman from, 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 from bombs like potentially like Dillard and J. John. That's like that's like no, like, yeah. like does it offset? No. Okay. That's and that was my question to you. That's gonna be my question to you. My answer is no, because again, you have to hit on first and second round picks. Like there's no like even though you get guys who give you similar production, 
you cannot whiff on first and second round picks. Like those are automatics. Those should be yeah. every team should hit on ninety to ninety five percent of their first round picks. Probably like eighty percent of their second round picks. Like those guys, like you pencil those guys in as five, six, seven year starters. Period. Point blank. Like that's it. Yeah. You you getting lucky and finding a couple dudes on the street that give you decent production doesn't absolve you from the Diller thing. Like you know, like you, you it's like saying you know, if you drafted my lot in the first round, and drafted Diller in the seventh round, then like it would it would make you feel better. But it's like that's not you got to hit on these first round picks. Uh, oh no, no, and, and and it comes back to your your failures. Like your like I, I always point to the twenty seventeen draft because that really would like if, if you ever do like a. Uh, like a 30-30 for how I rose, but this will be the beginning of the end. Because in 2017, you drafted Derek Barnett, who, I mean, he is what he is. Like, like He had a nice little run. Sidney Jones. And then for me, Donnell Pumphrey in the fourth round in the in the draft of all drafts for running backs, where you should have got a running back that mm-hmm. instead of – Miles Sanders is a nice player, but, I, I mean, you could have used that pick on something else. Right. And it, it's just these – these bad drafts are just a domino effect because that means you didn't fill a position that position that year. That means you got to dedicate a resource this year. Right. And, 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 and one now it's, it, it comes back to, I, I mean, and I never thought I would say this, but I, I think I have to change my mind about the, the importance of the linebacker position in, 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 in today's NFL. I never thought I'd say that, but like, that's what Nathan Gary will do to you. The Eagles committed have committed a four point three million dollars to the linebacker position. The entire position group. That's <laughs> Nathan Gary and Alex Singleton and Davion Taylor and uh, who's a good Sean, Sean I forget his name uh, the kid from Temple. Um, oh, Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley and the other seventeen. Oh, Duke Riley and the other guys on the roster. The entire roster of running backs is costing the Eagles four point three million dollars this year. Four point uh, three. No, no, and and this comes back to. If but this for me is also a a misuse of, of resources. Correct. Like I, I mean, like maybe you shouldn't dedicate sixty five million dollars to your defensive line, who frankly has been out. Like I, I mean, people are going to point to Brandon Graham. Oh, oh, now sacks are important with Brandon Graham. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> well, now you're going to tell me. But like yeah. maybe instead of giving Javon Hargrave three and thirty nine, which looks, I, I mean, it's early, but the returns it's, it's aren't terrible. great. Yeah. Like no, I, I mean maybe you should have. Given what thirty percent of that to a, a a functional linebacker, like I, I like that, like and, and and one, if you if you devalue the linebacker position, your your back end and your front end better be above average all the time. Not right. not not like sometimes and and one I think we've seen from this secondary, the secondary isn't good. Yeah, but but th- that being said, Avante Maddox comes back this week, and I think no, you can get away. No. <laughs> No, no I'm, I think you can get away with a bad secondary this week. I think you can get a bad, get away with it on Thursday. You might be Giants. able to get away with it the following week because that team is terrible. Yeah, so the Giants come to town this Thursday. Again, this will already have happened by the time <laughs> it airs, but the Giants are four-and-a-half-point underdogs to this trash Eagles team. Um, as Chris said, the battle for, for the NFC East supremacy is on the line this Thursday. <laughs> no Jack Driscoll, no Zach Ertz, no um, – uh, no Malik Jackson, no Alshon Jeffrey, no Miles Sanders, and uh, I think that's all the guys that are out. Um, no Kevin, no Nick, no Kevon Wallace. Sorry, no Kevon Wallace as well. However, returning Lane Johnson, the anchor at the right, right tackle, Avanti Maddox, Duke Riley, and Mister Twenty Five himself, Deshaun Jackson. 
The Giants are going to give you the ball. The Eagles can't get turnovers, but they will, the Giants will give the, hand you the football. It will give you a – If you can't turn ball. Daniel Jones over twice, you're, you have a problem because he is Daniel Jones against a terrible defense. Mm-hmm. It's good for a turn, a, a, a T.O. He is. And if you – this is where I hope you practice – you're like you're you're like I don't know like I don't know deflection drills because obviously they don't practice that on, on this team. No. And no, like you need you need two turnovers against this team. And I, I I mean I to be honest I think the Giants defense is is good. And I, I, I there's a there's this bet out there and I, and like usually you would think this is an, an easy bet. Can the Eagles score a touchdown in each half? I guess the Giants. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Eagles. The, yes, they can. They can. They, I mean, not because, no, they, they've gone two halves and not done it. Not scored a touchdown in the first half. Yeah, but wow. they can. I, I so okay. I gotta think because I thought this was an easy. Like no, I, but like you gotta think you about it. Think that, you would think about it, but like I, I mean, their secondary is good. Um, like, and the problem is they don't play complimentary football all the time. Like because their offense is terrible, and their and their, and their offensive line is terrible. And they don't even have injuries to blame that on. Right. So I I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think – because if, if they can't beat the Giants, you might as well burn everything. Like, no, like – because people are operating under the assumption of selling, buying, whatever, that they could beat teams like the Giants. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, then you might as well – you got to reassess the entire franchise. Yeah, you got yeah, you got to rethink some things. Yeah, if you can't beat this Giants team again, even with you know the injuries you have, you have enough enough healthy bodies. You got enough talent. You're more talented than the Giants. I mean, let's 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 keep it real. I think they beat the Giants. I think they I think they beat this team. Probably not a high scoring because like it's not a high scoring game. But the Giants are going to give you the football. Like Daniel Jones has turned the ball over at least once in every game, but one in his entire career. So he's going. They to almost the they almost lost to Kyle Allen at home. Yeah. So that no, that is the only thing that that's the prevailing thought for me that the Eagles are going to win this game. I'll say twenty three, and you know what? I think they cover twenty three to thirteen. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that that scores about right. I'll go. I'll, well, yeah, I, I, that scores about right. I might I might say like twenty three. I don't. The chance can't score. Yeah, no, twenty three thirteen. Score. Yeah, they can't score twenty three thirteen. That 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 sounds about right. So hopefully the next time we are on these airways, again the Eagles will be sitting alone at the top of the NFC East. Speaking of the NFC East, we'll talk about that on the other side because we got to figure out who's actually going to win this godforsaken division because somebody has to. It's in the NFL bylaws. We'll discuss that. <laughs> Segment number two, you're listening to the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. It's finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of ashes today. Little put the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon the pistol is rattling away. Welcome back to the Broad Street Line alongside Chris Domingo. I'm Roy Burton. Segment number two of the show. We need to talk about this division, sir. The National Football <laughs> Conference Eastern Division. As you said in the first segment of the show, this might be the worst division in the history of divisions in football. I oh, no, I, no, I have a feeling it's it's unequivocally the worst division in the history of the NFL. Because I, I, all I know is I still remember that I think it was 2007, I think, that NFC West were, mm-hmm. were the, where I think the Seahawks beat Charlie Whitehurst 
for the division. Oh, God. Which, which, crazy enough, they ended up winning a playoff game. That was the Marshawn Lynch Beastquake game. Yeah. I don't remember any team being, like, no, top to bottom, every team being this bad. I still don't know, like, people are saying, oh, seven, eight, and one will win this division. I was like, who's winning seven games in this division? (laughs) ESPN predicted that the Philadelphia Football Eagles will win the NFC East, and their FPI is giving them a 54% chance to do so. And they said the Eagles will have a record of 6-9-1. 6-9-1 <laughs> can win you this division, my friend. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but that would be the worst division winner in the history of the NFL. Oh, no, and, no, but, but it would be very 2020, and it would be very Philly. Because, no, like, this is like – this would be like the football equivalent of like the Phillies having the most losses in the history of baseball. Like I, and, and, but this people will, some fans anyway, will take this as like a badge of honor to say, yeah, we were terrible enough to win this division. And, uh, but I don't like, I, I, and of course the fan of you like wants a playoff game because I just, I just don't know how great you can feel about winning this division. And like, do you, do you pat yourself on the back like Barry Horowitz? And, and look, I agree because, again, let's look at the other co- contenders, air quotes, contenders in this division. You have Dallas, again, who without Dak Prescott, prayers up to him for a speedy recovery. But you already got players snitching in the media on the coaching staff. They said earlier this <laughs> week that, quote, the coaching staff is, quote, totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. Another player said, quote, they just aren't good at their jobs. Same for the um, players, too. Uh, same, same for the players, too. Yeah, so the Cowboys players are snitching in the media already. And you got Andy Dalton, again, who's not the best quarterback in the world. You have the uh, the Washington football team, who was just a mess themselves. They relegated Dwayne Haskins to third-string quarterback, and he just kind of stayed home the one game because he was like, I'm not coming in. I'm not coming in to be a third-string <laughs> dude. Forget that. And we talked about the Giants earlier. They're just flat-out trash. So, like, there's really no badge of honor in winning this division, but someone has to win it, and why not? Why not us? Why not us? Why not us? You know why can't us? As the, the the infamous saying was, you know, for the for the Phillies back in uh, the but, late but I decade. guess how much enjoyment will will we get out of just slugging through this season? Because even if you like during the season, you're still playing the teams like the Seahawks. Like mm-hmm. you're like you're not even going to. I don't think you'll be competitive against these teams. Like you're not going to be competitive against the, the, the Packers. Like no, you're I, going yeah. to get your doors blown off by teams, and you're going to be like, ah. Oh, when when we play another NFC East team? No, you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's going to be. That's the thing. Like, and the thing is, this is going to go on until the last game of the season, like November, uh, January third. Like, this is going to like this ain't going to end soon. Nobody's going to put this division away in no. December because all these teams stink. So you're going to have to slog through this entire thing through <laughs> Thanksgiving, through Christmas. You know who's the best six win team on all? This? Like, it, it's nasty, man. It's just it's just nasty. It's disgusting. But let me ask you a question. Six wins over under NFC East champion. They're gonna have more or less than six. Well, I'm gonna have less, but they're gonna have more than six wins. Um, though, you know what? For argument's sake, I think the NFC East escapes the Guinness Book of crap records, wow. and somehow some team goes on a run. They'll go on like a three three game winning streak, which will take them out of. Six, nine, and ten. Because I just feel like, like, because the NFC, the NFL is weird. Like, I, I, I mean, maybe, like, like maybe, 
like I don't know, the injury gods give the Eagles a break for like a month and a half and and bestow on us more sixty percent of our injured players, and they go on like because the Eagles like all things considered, Roy, the Eagles have played these good teams. Uh, not not the Ravens because I think that was just a blowout. Like I and like they and Ravens like kind of coasted, but the Steelers they played the Steelers pretty tough. They did. And the Steelers are pretty good. Yeah. So I, I mean, like that's I mean I I'm not one for optimism at this point, but I, I mean if you're gonna point to anything and Carson played pretty good in that game, he, I I think I think he played much better against the Steelers than he did the Ravens, and I like that for me is the only thing that can point to. Because honestly, I think the Eagles are the only team that can go on a three-game winning streak in this division. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I can see the Eagles. Well, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe Dallas can again. Like I mean, because Dallas has talent. I mean, Dallas isn't a bad team. I mean, their defense just um, – I'm not sure what the deal is with their defense. But they have enough talent where they can they can keep up offensively with teams if Andy Dalton doesn't, you know, throw the ball – you know, throw the game away. <laughs> One of the – yeah, like you're right. Either the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to go on like a three-game run and they, they're going to take control, air quotes, of this terrible division – and like you're right, like I think they'll probably want to win and be a seven, eight, and one or something. Whoever, whoever it is. But again, we all got to play together. So you're gonna get somebody's. You know what's wild is, boy, that that means that you think the Eagles will go six. Like if, if that's true, you think Eagle? We think Eagles will go six and six four. And in the four. Last yeah, I know. Which, which sounds is insane. insane. Which sounds insane. Which sounds insane. Yeah, this one four and one team. It sounds insane to say, hey, this one four and one team will go five hundred the rest of the way. Like because that sounds insane. But they need to be yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't know. No, thank anymore. God. Thank God the NFL has been <laughs> pretty entertaining to like take us away because I still, even like with all this crazy COVID stuff, the quality of play every week has been pretty good. I, I mean, you're still like, I, I mean, defense is optional in most games, right. but I mean like overall, like I'm, I've been like the, the rest of the NFL has been a nice respite from the Eagles. Absolutely right. Speaking of the rest of the NFL, a lot of news around the NFL. We didn't get a chance to talk about all of it as of yet. Bill O'Brien got unceremoniously um, shown the door in Houston, probably a couple of years too late. Um, the Dolphins. Same with Dan the, Quinn. So yeah, same, yeah, same with Dan Quinn as well. Yeah, the Dolphins, um, they named a new starting quarterback um, earlier this week, Tua Tagloviloa, as Rick Ross would, Rick Ross would say. <laughs> Um, quarterback got, Alabama. Quarterback Alabama. <laughs> you know um, what? It would be four. It would be next level checkers if the Dolphins brought Ross to ooh. like the next to the next Dolphins game or like to, for, to his first start or like even that. just play that on the PA system. Yeah, like so, you got to announce the Dolphins got to announce the offense for the next game and have Rick Ross do the announcements and then do the they have Tua come out last and have Rick Ross. That'd be that'd be perfect. That'd be, yeah. that'd be perfect. That'd, Let's that'd be... just hope Tua survives his first game because the first game he plays is against Aaron Donald. Stop. We got to stop with this Aaron Donald thing. The Eagles handled Aaron Donald. I ain't scared of the boogeyman. I'm not scared of that. Did dude you? No like, no. Like, I saw this. The, you know, he's been in the league for seven years, and he has 82 sacks. Yeah. We, I don't know. Aaron Donald's, Aaron Donald's a, a, and he's a, he's a defensive tackle. Yes. Aaron Donald's a monster. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer right now. Correct. Yeah. If I don't stop playing football today, he's a Hall of Famer. Period. Point blank. He's the best interior lineman in the NFL, and he has been for years. Yeah. I don't. I don't doubt that. No. I and and, and I saw he has. I think. I think six and a half sacks, and he's double teamed seventy percent of the time. I yeah. never want to hear Fletcher Cox's name being used with him ever, unless you're saying, "Oh, let's name some defensive tackles." 
Yeah, yeah. Like we learned. Well, we. I mean, you. I mean, we know, and people who know know. We know that there's tears when it comes to defensive tackles, and there's tears when it comes to tight ends. All right. So on the defensive tackle tier, you got Aaron Donald on the tier by himself, and then on the next tier, you got a couple dudes, including Fletcher Cox. The tight end tier, you got Travis <laughs> Kelsey and George Kittle. I don't know where Zach Ertz is. He ain't on that no. next tier. Oh, oh no, no. What at his best? Mm-hmm. Was Tra- was Zach Ertz at, as good as Travis Kelsey and Kittle are now? No. Okay. All right. Unequ- I know. I know. Unequivocally, I'm not no. To be difficult, unequivocally, like, no. I see these guys. I see Kelsey. Like teams are like no, and and, and this shows you. And, and I know he's older and he's getting long in the tooth. But if you can take Zach Ertz out of the game, you will take Zach Ertz out of the game. But if right. you if you try to like you can try to take Travis Kelsey out of the game, but he will do something. That even though you tried to take him out, he still catches touchdown. Yeah. Same with Kittle. Same with Kittle. Again, like you can do whatever you want. You can try to do whatever you want with with, with Kittle. George Kittle is going to get his. And not, not only that, George Kittle is an excellent blocker, an excellent yes. blocker. And, yeah. and, and, and Kelsey's not bad. Like I, I like, and not to get back on Eagles, but are we ever going to get Dallas Goddard ever again? I mean, he's supposed to come back. At, I mean, he broke his ankle, but he's supposed to come back in a few weeks. I mean, he's not out for the season. Um, so I mean, he's going to be your 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 tackle your 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 tight end of the future. He's in one of your pieces. You know, you're you're big on the pieces. He's one of your pieces. Do you have? You know what? This will be an offline. Do do are there ten pieces on the Eagles right now? Jesus, I gotta uh, I gotta think about that. I gotta think okay. about, yeah, when we're off the air, I'll think about this. Maybe we'll do this on next week's show. But I gotta think about. Okay. I gotta think about that. I gotta I gotta think about that. Um. Well, there's a man who could be a piece who is a free agent and suspension's up in two weeks. No, even though I picked him up in fantasy football, but only because man. I, not because I believe man, in him. I because, no, like, we're still, we're, we're going to play, like, we would have thought that you would have, we would have learned the exercise from 25 mile per hour that if a leopard does not change his spots, even mm-hmm. though he probably, he might be suspended again. Might be suspended again. But yeah, Antonio Brown, due to come off suspension in week eight. The Seahawks are already sniffing around him. I'm sure he'll go to Seattle. I'm pretty sure it's kind of like a a, a done deal at this point. But Chris Domingo is not in favor no, of no. adding a former All-Pro wide receiver <laughs> to the Eagles team that's currently bolting Travis Fulgham, Quez Watkins, and John. I can't track a high uh, deep ball high tower. Okay, all right. I see how it is. Oh my god. I see what oh my is. god. No, no. I see like, what I it is. No, I, I, to. To have a team with Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Antonio Brown, I might just not watch football. Like I, I don't think I can watch football. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. Did you imagine? Now is that the recreation of the DNA boys? Yeah, but this is DNA. This is this Antonio, <laughs> Deshaun, Deshaun, and Alshon, or DJA or JAD. I got to figure it out with like Deshaun. I, you know what? I like no. Someone, someone, well, someone put this out there. Will history look kind on Alshon? Will Philly history look kind on Alshon Jeffrey? Will we – will – in the end, will his 27th season, which – 2017 season, which he played with a broken – like a torn rotator cuff, ate up Eric Rowe in the Super Bowl, made all these great plays, will that be overshadowed by the last three years of just absolute pain and frustration? In the short term, yes. In the long term, I think in the long term we'll get, we'll get over it. I think I think well, not he. We'll get over it. No, I you know. Term, we will. You know what's a good comparison? Not a good, but like a relatively close comparison was. Remember when R- Ryan Howard 
like he had all those great seasons. And then at the end, everyone just remembers five and one twenty-five. Tears his Achilles. Can't hit. Can't hit the right left field to save his life. Eight, 18 people shifting. Like yeah. I just like no, and it's like I just want to give the dude his props. Nonetheless, the last three years of Alshon Jeffrey have been terrible. Yeah, but I think you know by the time you know we we had the tenth anniversary of the, the of the Super Bowl team, he's back at the link. I think by then, I think everybody will be all right. I think it'll, I think it'll be you know Alshon. Thank you for the memories. You know, like you said, 2018, 19, and twenty were just. Roy, how, how how has it been that they haven't been able to replace a guy who was actually just okay in Torrey Smith for three years? I, well, they, they tried. I mean, the, the Marquise Goodwins and the Mike Wallaces and the – I mean, they've tried. They just haven't been able to do it. <laughs> haven't been able to do it. All right, we got a few minutes left. Really quick, I do want to give props. Or we want to give props to the Sixers for adding Dave Yeager to their coaching staff. A very good move out of them. And props to the Lakers for winning the tie, the bubble championship in Orlando, now that it's all over, do you think any more or less of the Lakers and the val- validity, I'll get it right, of this bubble championship? No. I mean, like, it, like for me, it's a championship. It, it's nothing more, nothing less. People are going to say, oh, there's a double asterisk because it, it meant more. No. No. no, no. Like, I mean, yeah. like, th- there sure. were a couple of teams that didn't even want to be there. So, yeah. I, I mean, let's let's keep everything in, into perspective. And, like, it really is just a bummer that, like, that the rest of the playoffs seemed, I don't know, like a foregone conclusion or, or anticlimactic. But, like, obviously the public didn't care much for it. I, I mean, like, we are sports junkies. And how many games of this finals did we watch? Two and a half? Yeah, three? basically. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. No, no, no. But, like, much. what was it for you? Did you just, like, not feel engaged? Like, because I, like, I just felt like – because I was into the series when, before it started. I was like, okay, this should be a good series. We're going to see Jimmy. And then once the first two – and once the first game happened and Bam got hurt and Dragic got hurt and they got blown up by 30 points, I was like, ah, yeah, I kind of lost interest. Like, it, like yeah. I needed – I think I needed that reel in. And, and, if, and if a sports junkie like me needs real in that sure don't mean that 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 joe fans watching this finals yeah i didn't i didn't think i didn't think the, the heat had any shot to, to win the series to be honest with you and then like you said after game one we're like you know Dragic and, and bam Carter, i'm like oh they really don't have a shot <laughs> yeah. like, there's just, like there's just no way like i mean i love basketball and all this other stuff but like this is a foregone conclusion like i know the deal is and so, I, I, so you needed so people like people and 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 it's not the boycotting, da da da. No, it, it's really you need some level of like suspense. Right. Like I, I like uh, like you got what one classic game out of the series, maybe. And, and like yeah. no, like I, I mean, like the the only reason people will remember this final because it was played in the bubble. Like what yeah. memorable, like what memorable moments are you going to get out of this finals? No, right. nothing. Yeah, like you said, you get that crazy Jimmy Butler game, but it's like, all right, whatever. Like it doesn't really mean that much, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But that being said, like I, I say that now, but again, you can ask me about Game One of the two thousand one finals, and I'll talk about that for like half an hour because it's, you know, it meant a lot to me. So yeah, 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 no, but I think it like for for the general fan and and I don't know what's going to happen with this uh, with this next season, but I would delay it until things get better because I think you noticed as the, as the playoffs went on, the lack of fans affected the product just a little bit. Like, if, because you need that intensity for playoff games. No, I think the, I think the players were just tired of being in that bubble. I think, I don't yeah, know. No, like, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And like, you can tell like, like, and, and that's a very good observation is like, you saw like the passion or, or just the energy kind of wean 
as, as each series went on. Yeah, and you and look, Paul George said it. He's like, "Yo, man, like this is having an effect on my mental mental well being." And again, if you're in a, if you're in a bubble for four months, that's a lot, man. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a very taxing thing. It doesn't matter how many you know you know how four or five friends you bring into the bubble, man. Like it's still going to be you haven't been home at, for four months. I mean, like, yeah, that's a, that's a wears on a lot of people. All right, we got a few minutes left. We do want to talk technology because again, this is what brings us joy when our teams bring us sorrow um, in this city. And of course, the iPhone twelve. Um, is coming out very soon, and our Apple correspondent is here with us um, <laughs> because he, even though he said, I don't need a new phone, he has been on the YouTubes quite a bit watching Max. CNETs, watching CNETs, and the Verge, trend. the Verge, and Max <laughs> Tech, and the father, what's that, the dad, tech, whatever is it? Uh, uh, yeah, everyday dad. Everyday dad, <laughs> and all those dudes. You've been watching these things, so. Give, give me your, like, 90-second verdict of what you've seen so far with the iPhone. Bigger screens. The uh, attempt when 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 there's a vaccine to be outside to use 5G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because everyone's just using Wi-Fi at this point. Or unless you want to be extra and just say, nah, I got unlimited data on my 5G. Let me not use Wi-Fi, which would be stupid. No, I, I mean, like, and I think people, like, there have been enough incremental changes where if you didn't weren't a loser like me, say, and you're a couple cycles off, like right. say you had like the ten, like I don't know, not the eleven pro because most people would keep that phone. But I mean, like if, if you upgraded in 2017, because and one, I think Apple and these phone companies are realizing. I think that it just took them now to realize people are keeping their phones longer now, more than ever, and and and, and a lot of it is pandemic, but a lot of people were just. Like, like the technology was not keeping up with the cycle. Like people right. are just like, oh, like I, I, I mean, like a bezelist phone. That's wonderful. I don't yeah. like, I like, and, and and like like we said at the top, I think the technology is is not expanding at the same rate as these phones are releasing. But I think, like, I don't know for and and one like it has a retro look to an iPhone four or five. So yeah, no, like, but this is Apple. The stands like me will be at will be on on my computer on, on November the sixth. Like I don't know, making sure all my payment information is set up so I so I can wait in the queue. I mean, there's a reason why Apple is like one of the top three most liquid companies in the world because when they drop something, people are just gonna like hate to say it. Are 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 there that many videos for a Google Pixel phone? Not as many as the Apple, no, because Apple phone, Apple diehards, Apple diehards are diehards, and again, well, it, it kind of helps Apple that they have four different versions of the same phone. Yeah. And they have the mini and the regular and the Pro and the Max. You said November six, which I think kind of coincides with the the bigger phone. So, Mister Domingo, I guess is the iPhone Max is the one. Is that the one that you with your eye on that you have your yes. eye? Yes, yeah, because okay. I because um, thankfully I have I I I, I bought this next plan. So I just needed to pay off a certain amount of phone to just trade that back in. Okay. So 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 it's not like I'm paying for double phone. Like no, and I, I think it's it's like Roy. Like I think people can agree that your phone's probably your most prized technical possession. Like it's the thing you're on the most. Right. Like even more than like a personal laptop. I mean, like I'm I'm on my laptop, but I'm not on it as much as my phone. Heaven forbid. Look at the stats on my phone. Jesus, how many how many hours of the day am I on Twitter? 
Yeah, and I'm saying people use their phones, you know, constantly like, throughout the day, whether they're home or they're they're out. And again, you, you, I know you are Team Apple. I've seen a lot of the videos. Again, these are Apple phones, but like you said, these are very incremental improvements. Again, we've kind of reached reached the kind of the point of diminishing returns when it comes to the technology. Because again, people have been shooting movies on these things for a couple of cycles. So I mean, it's like yeah, I'm I had more, no idea. I yeah. had no idea that like you could put this on like a runaway train. Yeah. So, so how much more can 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 we can we do with these phones, or do we need to do with these phones? But we'll find out soon because I know you know a couple of episodes from now, I know you will have the iPhone Pro Max in your hand, six point seven inches. Even though you said it was too big before, but whatever, you have it in <laughs> your might, hand. You, you we'll talk about it. I I say this every year, but this might be the the year that I do an unboxing. Okay. All right, you, uh, you, you promise the folks. You promise the folks. We have to do it. We will, we will do an unboxing. No, I will. I will show. Like, if I'm serious, I will show myself getting my YouTube profile ready for mm. like. Because I, I still don't know how people do that. I, I mean, like, do I need like like Final Cut Pro to do my um my YouTube videos? Well, we, well, I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. You, well, I'll figure that out. But we, we, we got to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our iPhone session. He is Chris Domingo. I'm Roy Burton. Thank you guys as always. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Amazon is now hiring near you. We're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages is important work. Ready to work hard to make someone's every day? Ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.